So I have a question for everybody in the room. Is anybody in here weak? I mean, uh, gluten intolerant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Said that. Uh, okay, there's a few gluten intolerance. Is there anybody who's lactose intolerant in this place? Okay, a few of you guys. Yeah, um, I am not exactly lactose intolerant. Uh, I'm more like lactose impatient, maybe is the word. I don't know, like a step below intolerant. It's not like I can't have any lactose dairy stuff, but it's sort of there's like a limit. Like if I have cereal with milk in the morning, then I better cool it later in the day. Because if I have like cereal and milk in the morning and a milkshake later, my body's like, all right, that's enough. Everybody out, okay? Everybody out, all right? Now, that happens often in the most inopportune times. And one time this moment happened and I was in the middle of Walmart, okay? Now I understand Walmart bathroom facilities are not the best facilities, but when you gotta go, you gotta go. And so I choose to go to the back bathrooms because in my mind I'm going, you know, the front bathrooms, those get the most traffic. I've been in those. I'm going to the back, all right? I'm just hoping those are okay. And, I'm, and I've, I've got to go, okay? I'm clenching the penny. I'm doing one of these things, all right? I'm trying to move as quick as I can, but, you know, I'm scared, all right? If I cough, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. So I get to that back, like, layaway. It's kind of by the TVs, you know, and all that. There's the back layaway area where no one knows what goes on behind those doors. Well, that's where those bathrooms are. And so I go and I, and I start walking towards the bathroom door. Well, in the way of the door is a janitor's cart and they are cleaning the bathroom. Without even thinking, I go and I see it and I immediately turn into the other bathroom. And I just beeline it into a stall and I'm now, and I'm, I'm there, okay? And I'm, rem and I'm removing the dairy from my body at that point. Now, all of a sudden, the cleaning person gets done with the other bathroom and starts to try and clean this one. So they keep knocking. And I'm like, I'm in here. Okay. And then they wait for like a minute and they kind of knock again. And then they're like, hey, I'm in here. Occupado. Are you okay? Like, let me. And so I'm just sort of like, what is going on? And so then, and I'm, you know, it's, I'm taking a while. All right. Because this is one of those tum tum, no good. Okay. And so I get done, and this person, this janitor must have interrupted me like three or four times, and I was really confused as to why. Well, as I'm like getting out, going to wash my hands, I'm like, that's weird. There's no urinals in this bathroom. So I wash my hands, and then I go to, and like as I'm walking out the door, I'm like, that's because this is the women's bathroom. It gets worse. <laughs> so then I walk out that door, and in that back room, they have decided to have a team meeting with like 30 Walmart employees, all just right there. And so I walk out of the ladies' bathroom at Walmart, and I have to literally interrupt and walk through this lead, like team meeting <laughs> to get out of the area. And, <laughs> and I'm sure the janitor kept like knocking on the door because she was like, that sounds like a dude. What does that happen? Like, it was awful. And so I'm grateful that those people, you know, although my lactose intolerance at the moment, they were tolerant of me, uh, you know, absolutely blowing up that girl's bathroom at that Walmart at that moment. But tonight we're continuing with our series called Countercultural, and we're going to talk about the words tolerance and what that means to us as Christians but also we want to discuss what it kind of means to the world today. Now, the idea of tolerance is very different than what it originally meant to be. I think if I asked you young people, 
uh, if you were to define tolerance, it would sound a lot different than how I would have defined tolerance. Even though I'm just a few very small amount of years older than you guys, uh, it would be very different between the, don't laugh. I, it, would, it would sound a lot more, if you were to describe tolerance, it would sound a lot more like acceptance than tolerance. But we got to understand that acceptance and tolerance are two different things. They aren't the same thing. So let's address what is tolerance? Well, when you tolerate something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you like something, all right? You tolerate your siblings, all right? I don't like slow drivers in the left lane. They, I do not like them at all, but I have to tolerate them because I cannot run them off the road. I don't uh, agree with high Chick-fil-A prices. I think they're astronomically unjustly high, but I tolerate it because I still go and buy Chick-fil-A. I, I don't like country music, but I tolerate people who do. Um, I don't agree with people who say that Crocs shouldn't be worn at a wedding, but I tolerate those people whilst wearing my comfy Crocs at the wedding, okay? Is understanding that people have, it's, it's tolerance is the understanding that people have the right, the right to believe what they want to believe. That someone is allowed to think different from you. They're allowed to think different. They're allowed to act different. They're allowed to speak different. They're allowed to vote different. You have the right to do that. And you don't tolerate people you agree with. That's something we got to understand. If you agree with somebody wholeheartedly and how they believe, think, act, speak, there's no tolerance there. That's acceptance. That's you agreeing with that person. You really only have to tolerate, if we're defining tolerance the way it should be, you only have to tolerate people you disagree with. You only have to tolerate someone who has a different viewpoint or a different belief or, or talks a little bit different or acts a little bit different or believes something different. You, that's where you, tolerance comes into play. See, tolerance is recognizing and respecting other people's beliefs without necessarily sharing the same beliefs. True tolerance doesn't mean we treat, though, all ideas as equal. Tolerance is about people. We tolerate people, but we don't necessarily have to tolerate ideas because, let's be honest, there's some good ideas out there and there's some bad ideas out there. There's some smart ideas out there and there's some dumb ideas out there. There are there are safe ideas out there and there are very dangerous ideas out there. And so we can't, we can't treat people intolerantly, but we absolutely should be careful about ideas. We shouldn't necessarily tolerate ideas if they are not safe, if they are not good. We need tolerance in the world. As I just defined it, we really need tolerance in the world so that we can have a safe place to express different views and ideas. We need tolerance so that we can have open-minded conversations, not arguments, not fights, but conversations. To have healthy, kind-hearted discussions, we need to be able to have tolerance for other people. But tolerance is not acceptance. Acceptance. If we were all okay with it, if somebody had something, an idea, we were all okay with it, then it would be acceptance, not tolerance. See, acceptance is not just, I respect your idea. It's, I, to, I want you to accept my idea means I have to believe it. I have to live it out. 
and I can't say anything bad about that. It's I accept your idea as valid and truth, just like mine. I agree that your lifestyle is healthy, is okay, is right. I agree that your beliefs are also the right ones versus mine. But here's the difference. Okay, you have, there's rights, and then there is truth. People have the right to believe what they want, but that doesn't make it truth. See, the idea of your truth or my truth is almost in a sense an oxymoron because truth can't be subjective. We can't say that that's your truth and that's my truth. No, you have the right to believe what you want, but you don't have the right to declare it truth. And it can be one thing for someone and one thing, truth can be yours, something for you and something for you and something for you. But tolerance says you have the right to your truth. Acceptance says, though, that you must agree that it is my truth. And that means it's truth. But, but what tolerance is saying is you have the right to believe what you want, but it doesn't make it true. The Bible doesn't define truth like this. It doesn't let truth be fluid and changing depending on the person. 1 Corinthians 13, 6 says this. It says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. And then in Jesus' ministry, he actually stands there and he says, I am the way and the truth. Jesus declares that he is the truth. And we believe that he is the absolute truth. But what this verse is saying is love, just because we love somebody, doesn't mean we need to delight in the evil in their lives. See, so much people want us to not just accept them, they want us to celebrate them. They don't want us to just, they don't want us to just tolerate them. They want us to have a month and celebrate with them, go to the parades, make sure we're okay with it. They want us to take delight in the evil that is in their lives. But God is saying, but we should just rejoice in the truth. We need to be tolerant of people. We need to be loving, but we don't necessarily have to be accepting of their ideas or what they would call their truth. See, tolerance in the world today is defined, though, more similarly to what I just described acceptance as. People don't want you to just tolerate them. They know that that means you don't agree with them. They don't want you to tolerate them. They don't want you to just put up with them. They want you to accept them fully as they are. And they want you to accept them and agree with them and how they're living, even if it's not right. So with tolerance and acceptance getting real murky in today's culture, what does it look like? How, how can us as followers of Jesus be tolerant? Well, the Bible wants us to be tolerant. It does. In Ephesians 4, it says this, Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, so that's, that's Paul talking right now, and he is in prison. So that's why he's saying he's the prisoner of the Lord. Implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness and patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. So this verse says, in humility, not pride, in gentleness, not anger, with patience, not frustration, show tolerance to people in love. So tolerance, though, when it comes down to it, isn't necessarily about the other people. It's about you. You're the one that has to show the tolerance in your life. So how do we become tolerant? Well, tolerance is not something generally you can just have. You can't just have it. You can't just say, I want to be tolerant of this thing, and now all of a sudden you're tolerant. It's something you have to build up. 
there, there's a thing we kind of say, you have to build up a tolerance to something. Some people can handle really spicy things because they have built up a tolerance for those things. My, my buddy, Pastor Will, he can tolerate spicy things. Like he, well, he used to. There's a different story for a different time. But nonetheless, he, the amount of Tabasco sauce I would see on him put on food, like his wife was almost offended when they first got married because anytime she cooked something, he just drenched it in Tabasco sauce and it was like ketchup to him. This is, I mean, the Tabasco is not that spicy, but I've seen him eat some incredibly spicy things. Why? Because he's been exposed to it and he has a high tolerance for it. Some people have a high pain tolerance. Some people are just like, like they're just, they get their arm cut off and they're just like, it's just a flesh wound. That's fine. You know, they're like, that doesn't hurt that bad. And other ones of us get a paper cut. My daughter's this way. She gets a paper cut. She talks about it for a month. She's just like, I need a Band-Aid stat. And then she's just like, you remember that one time I almost died from that paper cut? That's, but people have different levels of pain tolerance. And my daughter avoids pain at all costs. And so she doesn't have a high pain tolerance. Some of us have a high caffeine tolerance. Some of us are just dry scooping that pre-workout. Y'all need to stop doing that, right? Four, three, four times a day because you're just like, yeah. All right. And others of you who don't have that much caffeine, you have a cup of coffee. You're not sleeping for three days, all right? So there's different levels of tolerance. Some people have different drug tolerances. Some people have different alcohol tolerances. And you can build up a tolerance by how much you're exposed to that thing. See, I, for one, have a low cold tolerance. I don't like being cold and I've never handled it well. All right. Literally this afternoon, our office was probably only 68 degrees, not that cold. I was in this as well as my Loki jacket with my hood and face cover on as I was typing this message. Why? Because I'm cold. Okay. I don't like it. But then, then there's other guys like this guy. Check out this guy. He's got a great cold tolerance. That one makes me the most uncomfortable because if, if you've ever shaved, like you want the water as hot, so your skin, I don't know, that freaks me. I would die so fast. Uh, if you put me in cold water like that, I would be like Jack from the Titanic, like within two minutes, okay? And I'd just sink to the bottom as a giant Josicle. That's what it would happen. Now, he handled it just fine. Is it because he just decided one day that he didn't mind the cold? No, he probably has been doing that for years. And the first time he did it, he probably didn't like it. He probably couldn't tolerate it for that long. But the more he did it, the more he became comfortable with it. The more he surrounded himself with it, the more he became comfortable with it. Now, that can be good or that can be bad. See, I think the world is becoming more tolerant of maybe some unhealthy things. Maybe we would even call them, if we were Christians, some evil things because of their exposure to them. See, when we see things every day at school or on TV or on social media, 
that we know aren't pleasing to God, but we see them every day, we begin to become more tolerant of those things. We go, oh, it's not that bad. Everybody does it. Oh, it's just what the world is today. And we start kind of making excuses for those things that we go, oh, that's not okay because we want to, we become more tolerant of it because we see it every day. Did you know that in 1950, okay, listen to this. There was a TV show called I Love Lucy. Now you've probably never heard of it because that was 80 years ago, but it's fine. Now there was a show called, I, I wasn't born during that time either, just so we're clear. But in 1950, they had an episode of this, this show that got banned for 10 years. They would not show it because Lucy in this show was on screen and she was pregnant. She was pregnant and people lost their ever loving mind. And they banned that show for 10 years. Now, we look at that now. People used to lose their mind over if a man and a woman were in the same bed on a TV screen. You couldn't do that back then. And they would not tolerate that. Why? Because, and that wasn't just Christians. That was just sort of America as a whole. We're like, we want good, wholesome team, uh, good, wholesome television. So we don't want any pregnant women on the screen. I don't know why. Okay. It was a messed up time there too. But now people are getting mad and it's interesting. Like we look at how people are sort of talking about Disney and they're getting upset because there is, they're, they're talking about the left wing agenda and, and the woke people and the, how they're pushing all of this stuff. And they're getting so angry about, uh, you know, a homosexual couple in a movie or something like that. But when I hear that, I go, yeah, I also am going, that's not pleasing in God's sight, but also what, what about the language? Like we watch TV shows and the language in these TV shows is horrible. We, we, we're like in the Bible, it says, don't, don't live together before you're married. Don't have sex before marriage. Every single show on every single channel or streaming platform has somebody living together or sleeping together before they're married. The, the sex that we see on these things, the drugs and alcohol, and we're going, we're so upset about these one things. And I'm going, yeah, but what about we've become so tolerant of things and now we're going, it's normal. As long as it's a heterosexual couple, it's fine if, that, if that's on a TV show, but we don't want this. But most of that stuff that we see on these shows is not what we would call pleasing to the Lord. I'm pretty sure the Bible has plenty to say about all of those things. So what happened? Well, we were exposed to it. We were exposed to heterosexual sex uh, sexual relationships on a, on a TV screen. We were exposed to drugs and alcohol. We were exposed to the language. And, and now all of a sudden, we have become really tolerant of it. Now, if we were to say, oh, I don't want a TV show that has any sex or any uh, premarital relationships or any language or drugs and alcohol, the only show we could watch is Bluey. That's it. That's the only thing we could watch. That wouldn't be so bad, but we'd be called really old-fashioned. But, but, but we built up tolerance to those things and not in a good way. Now, you can build up tolerance for anything in life, good or bad. And sometimes there are things and people we avoid because we have zero tolerance for them. But in reality, sometimes what we, we have been exposed to, we need to realize we've become, we've become tolerant to it and it's not a good thing. And other things we need to realize, hey, I'm avoiding that because I'm not tolerant of it, but I probably should work on becoming more tolerant to that thing. Maybe you have a low tolerance for discomfort. The only way to be more tolerant of discomfort 
is to be discomforted, is to be uncomfortable. Maybe, maybe you've got to put yourself in situations where you are uncomfortable in order to build up a tolerance for discomfort. So maybe that means you're, you're in 4640 here and you see somebody sitting alone on a couch before or after service and you've got your group of friends and you are comfortable in your group of friends, but you're going, I'm pretty, I need to be more tolerant of this discomfort. And so you actually go and you talk to that person and have a conversation with them. Is it more comfortable to stay with your friends? Yeah. Well, you want to become more tolerant. Maybe you, you try out for that team, even though you're not sure if you're going to make it. Maybe you choose to help around the house instead of just hanging out in your room. Maybe you talk, take the harder class. You push yourselves some way, somehow, so that you can have a higher discomfort tolerance. Maybe, maybe you have a low tolerance for difficult people. You're just like, I have zero patience for you. I don't want to be around you. Maybe that's you. And maybe you avoiding them because you, you're, you're avoiding them because you realize, I don't want to be around them. I have zero tolerance for these people. Then avoiding them won't help you build up your tolerance for those people, for difficult people. The Bible says we need to make allowance for each other's faults. It even says in 2 Timothy 2, and be patient with difficult people. So not only is this something we should do, the Bible says we need to have a high difficult person tolerance. You make an effort this Christmas, maybe, to engage with those people. You sit by them. You make the call or that text that you've been avoiding. You, you, you don't go a, a different path just to avoid them in school. You make sure you have those conversations or you hang out with that person or you do what they can in order to build up your tolerance of difficult people. It's the only way to do it. And if you have zero tolerance for something in your life, you need to ask yourself, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And if you have a lot of tolerance for something in your life, you need to ask, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Should I be more tolerant or should I be less tolerant? Maybe you're too tolerant of things. I think sometimes we are too often too tolerant of sin in our own lives. We realize there's something in our lives that we keep doing. We realize we, we make mistakes. We know we know that thing that, that, that we're, we're watching late at night. Or we know the fact that we're talking bad about that person behind their back. Or we know the fact the way we talk to our mom or dad or the language we use at school or any of those things. We know we shouldn't do them, but we've done it for a while. And we've exposed ourselves to that for a, for a long time. And so now we've become too tolerant of the sin in our lives. And it's going to take a moment for us to look inward and go, man, I need to fix that. Maybe we're too tolerant of the fact that there's, there's just injustice in the world. We realize that there, there's, there's horrible things going on in the world. There's people starving. There's, there's war. There's child trafficking. There's, there's, there's the sex trade. There's all of these things going on in our lives, and we don't even think about it because we've become too tolerant of it. Maybe we've just become too tolerant of compromising in our beliefs. We go into, we come to 4640 and we act one way, but when we go hang out with some friends, we don't want them to feel uncomfortable and we don't want to feel uncomfortable in that moment. So we compromise how we act, how we talk. We don't want to stand out in that moment. And so we become, we've become too tolerant with how we compromise in our beliefs. Maybe we're just too tolerant in how our faith is growing. We've, we've just become comfortable with the fact that our faith is what it is and we're not moving forward. We, we, we think about it and we go, man, I was way closer to God at camp during the summer and now I'm just not anymore and, and we're okay with it. We're too tolerant of it. Have you ever done something wrong 
and you felt bad about it. You, you realize like you kind of had that feeling in your stomach. Well, it, it, maybe just since like camp or whatever, you, you got really close to God and then you started messing up and you, you looked at something you weren't supposed to, or you, you said something you weren't supposed to or whatever it was. And all of a sudden you felt that ugh, feeling in your stomach. Well, the Bible talks about that. That's the Holy Spirit convicting us. And what he's doing is he's trying to say, hey, that's wrong. Don't do that. Well, you have a choice. You can go, oh, wow, I, I, I can't handle that conviction. I'm going to change and do something different. I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't want to experience that. Or you can ignore it. And then the next time you mess up, you might feel that again. But now you've become a little bit more tolerant. It's tolerable, the Holy Spirit's conviction. Then you do it again, and it's a little less, and it's a little more tolerable. And you do something else wrong, and you kind of barely feel any kind of bad about what you did wrong. It's much more tolerable. And all of a sudden, we've become too tolerant of even the Holy Spirit convicting us in our lives. We've got to be careful about what we have become too tolerant of in our lives. But when it comes to people, tolerance can be kind of tricky. And I think our biggest worry is that if we're, if we're going to be accused of judging, if we, we speak out, we're going to be accused of judging others. When we express our opinions that are different from them, we're going to be accused of judging them. We're going to be called intolerant. We're going to be called bigots. We're going to be called racists. We're going to be called homophobic, xenophobic, just by simply stating what we think or what we believe. And as, the, as much as the world wants to wave, we are tolerant. We are tolerant. Honestly, when it comes down to it, we are tolerant as long as you agree with us. But if you don't, the tolerance stops right there. Well, let me tell you, if, if someone doesn't know Jesus, how, how, how much should we be tolerant? If someone doesn't know Jesus, we should be very, very tolerant of that person. It says in 1 Corinthians 5 right here, it says, it isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders. We need to be tolerant, not necessarily accepting, saying it's okay. Whatever you're doing is wrong. I, I, I have no opinion. No, we need to let them know that what they, but we need to be tolerant of those people because we don't need to be judging them. Why? Because they don't know Jesus. If somebody doesn't know Jesus, why would they try and live their life like Jesus. If they don't know what's in the Bible and they've never accepted Jesus in their hearts, why would they do anything to live like the Bible says? That doesn't make any sense. And why should we hold them to that standard? Second Timothy 2 says this, again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, must be kind to everyone, must be able to teach and be patient with difficult people, Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps, perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. So we be gentle. We don't need to start fights with people who, who don't know Jesus. We don't need to, we need to be very tolerant of them and say, hey, I love you. I accept you. I, I, I love you. I, I'll be, I, I don't accept what you're doing but I accept you as a person. And, and, and I want you to know that I care about you and I'm there for you. That's absolutely what we should do in those situations. But where it gets to be a little bit different is for those of you in this room with each other. And I think so much time we go like, oh, I don't want to judge anyone. Well, the Bible 
doesn't say don't judge anyone. It said in that verse, don't judge others. And that verse continues. Let's look at it in 1 Corinthians 5. It's, it isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it certainly is your responsibility to judge those in the church who are sinning. So if someone in this room, one of your friends that you care about is doing something wrong, this verse says, not just you could, not just maybe, it says it most certainly is your responsibility to tell them that what they're doing is wrong. And in today's culture, man, that's so blech. No one wants to do that. No one wants to tell someone they're wrong. No one wants to have that awkward conversation. You, you, you have to build. But the thing is, is you have to do it. God says it's our responsibility to hold each other accountable. It's our responsibility to say, hey, you're a mess. I don't know why you were talking like that earlier. You, we, we're not supposed to do that. And, and if that person says, why are you judging me? You can go back to this verse and says, because I'm supposed to. It is most certainly my responsibility to do this in this moment. And you, if you hear somebody come to you and say, hey, you're doing something wrong, then it's our job to accept that as Christians with humility and go, you know what? You're right. Thank you. Not go, oh yeah, well you, but we need to accept that that person is just trying to help. They're not doing it to make you feel bad. They're not doing it because they don't like you. They're doing it because they want what's best for you. And what's best for you is what God wants for you in your life. So tolerance is something that changes. We need to be careful what we're tolerant of in our life. We need to be careful how tolerant we are of the people outside of this room, outside of what we believe. And then we need to be tolerant in a different way for the people in this room. But when it comes down to it, we have to understand that God, Jesus, asks us to do all of these things with humility, gentleness, and love. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you've given us the ability to do these things. God, I pray, Lord, right now that whatever you've highlighted in our mind or whoever you've highlighted in our mind that you realize, we realize we need to be more tolerant of, that you would help us do what needs to be done to become more tolerant, to build up some tolerance, God. I pray, Lord, that you would just be with us this week. Thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media or our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and we hope to see you there.